Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Israel bluntly responds after Hamas accuses them of killing hostages with an airstrike. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. You can email us as well, quickstartpodcast at CBN. Org. Joining me now to get through the news of the cray on this Friday, junior edition of the podcast, Dragons Phillips, Billy Hallowell. Gentlemen, what's up? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. Happy what, Friday, junior. Can we? I, it's hard to believe that we're already that we're already at Friday, junior this week. Even harder yeah. to even harder to believe is that Billy has a story about witch box. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I just. We mentioned it the other day, and it's just, uh, it's crazy, but you have it on the focus story. I do. It's, it's actually Trey's favorite story, he told me. He loves witch <laughs> bottles. Um, but no, it's, 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 uh, so odd. It sound, it's as weird as it sounds. Yeah. And I'm as disturbed as you can imagine. <laughs> but they're like washing up on, I mean, they're, they're just like appearing, right? There are, it, like eight of them have appeared on the shores of the Gulf of Mexico since 2017. The latest, <laughs> the latest appeared on November 15th. So we'll Goodness. talk about what was in it. All right. I'm looking, looking forward to hearing the weirdness on that. Uh, also on the main thing, while the world is focusing on Israel and Hamas, there is another conflict going on that's threatening a tiny Christian nation. And Chuck Holton has more on the plight of Armenia. Uh, we're going to get to all that. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And addressing recent speculation regarding Israeli airstrikes, the IDF officially confirmed the safety of the Bibas family. Notably, they have the 10-month-old child who was the youngest captive and their mother who were abducted. There were reports going around suggesting that they had been killed in an Israeli airstrike, and those reports were coming from Hamas. Israel responded bluntly, saying, the barbarism and cruelty of Hamas is on full display to all the world. The IDF also announced that they had a successful transfer of two hostages to the Red Cross. And they also announced that two hostages were released and are now within Israeli territory under the safeguard of IDF special forces. So we're still seeing hostages come out one by one, slowly but surely. And the mother of a young football fan who wore a headdress and painted his face red and black to a Kansas City Chiefs game is criticizing Deadspin for their writer who accused the young child of um, doubling up on racism against black and native communities, noting that her son himself is Native American. And the writer from Deadspin was named Karen Phillips, and he talked about how this is an example of why banning books and criticizing CRT is a bad thing. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more of them over at CBNnews.com. Guys, I I don't know if you've seen this headline. This kid at a football game dressed up in the Kansas City Chiefs you know, gear, some Native American headdress, and his face is painted the colors of the team. But they, they kind of only picked the photo that showed the black side of his face and tried to say that he was being racist. And the kid is, has Native American roots. His dad is... Uh, in one of the tribes. So it's, I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. It's like, we're looking for something to be upset about. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, we, we have to, we've already concluded that we're offended before we even know what the yeah. offense is. And so it's, there's a lot of that going around. It's like, uh, there's a respiratory illness going around and apparently that as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, it, it's, it's frustrating when you live in a culture when you start offended because then you can have no conversations about anything yeah. but from an actual like meaningful standpoint. And I think this is just another indication of, of that issue within our society, that this is the stuff that we're fighting over. This is the stuff that we argue about. It's no wonder that things that are actually problems uh, either don't get addressed or they get they get misused by people who just want to score some sort of political point. Yeah. And, and this is a kid. Like, I just do right. not understand yeah. the mindset of seeing this picture or maybe you saw the kid on TV. I don't know how he got singled out. But seeing that and then just being so upset, like absolutely nobody in the universe is is sitting here other than this guy saw that on television and just was harmed by it in some way. It's just such a fabrication of what's actually going on. And it's a kid. Leave the kid alone. And then the fact that it turns out that he actually has Native American, uh, that is is Native American, according to the family, it's just, it's beyond parody at this point what our nation is coming to. And when I saw this, I just felt bad for this kid because, I mean, hopefully he's not getting any grief for this. But, I mean, imagine being called a racist, especially a racist against your own race. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we're in nonsense we're, land. We are so in welcome. nonsense. We are certainly in nonsense land. Yeah. Well, I I think the next story, Dan, will indicate how, yeah. how in nonsense land we are. But. I, I was just going to say nonsense land is a great, a great segue into the next story here, <laughs> the focus story. And a Texas researcher stumbled upon some really kind of, I mean, creepy is probably the best word for these items on the shores of the Gulf of Mexico. What is going on here? Well, Dan, since you've asked, I will tell you, <laughs> these right. are called witch bottles and they are kind of exactly what they sound like. At least eight of these bizarre little occultic items have shown up on the shores since 2017, according to Fox News. And this guy, Jace Tunnel, he's the director of community engagement at the Heart Research Institute for the Gulf of Mexico Studies at Texas A&M University. Um, he's the one kind of speaking out about this. They found the latest bottle on November 15th. And these are essentially occultic items. They um, are intended to ward off spirits and spells, essentially. And so it's a little interesting, though, that, again, eight of them popping up. That means people are using them today as we speak. Now, are these what's the history of these witch bottles? And do you know, like, when these things were probably put into the water or do we have any idea on that? We don't, we don't know when they were put in the water. They're not labeled, so we don't even know where they're coming from, right? There's a chance they could be coming from any other country. They don't suspect that these are coming from America. They're probably coming from the Caribbean or somewhere else and making their way over. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the history of witch bottles. According to UPI, these witch bottles actually date back to the 16th and 17th centuries. So this has been something that's been around for a long time, um, and they're filled, and this is kind of the gross part, so if you get grossed out easily, oh plug your ears. Oh no. They're filled with all different sorts of items, but they're usually from human beings. So fingernail clippings, human hair, uh, bodily fluids sometimes, and, and all of these other items. And it's, it's gross. Um, but the, the idea is that by creating these bottles, you would create them if you're afraid. And this goes back to the original history that a witch or somebody else put a spell on you or a curse on you. And so you would create these witch bottles to try to, and it sounds insane and ridiculous, to try to contain 
the whatever that spell is inside of that bottle. And so you would take these different things like human hair or whatever, put them in the bottle. And essentially the belief was that it would trap the spell, it would stop the spell. But beyond that, that it would actually um, repel the spell back toward the witch, whoever it was that put this on you, and would leave the witch with no other option but to then remove the spell. And so, again, this is a cultic, superstitious behavior um, from what we know, and according to these researchers, the eight bottles they found seem to fit the description of what we're talking about here. I mean, this is just, the whole thing is just, I mean, you've reported a lot on occult-type stuff, and, you know, why would you say that, I mean, aside from this just being really weird and odd, like, why would this mad matter um, to Christians? Well, you know, look, this this should matter because we might laugh it off and think it's ridiculous. But if somebody now who knows why these were made, it could have been made as a joke. They could have been made if they were legitimately made for the reasons that we've recounted here with the history. We're told to avoid any sort of witch doctory, any sort of occultic behavior. The Bible's really clear about it. And the Old Testament Testament is specifically clear, as is the new Revelation 21, 8, actually, is a very interesting verse. It says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murder the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So again, you don't engage with this stuff and we can laugh it off and think it's ridiculous and creepy, yeah. but we should not be engaging in anything like this. No. And, and I think um, we hear um, these other instances where even if it's not witch bottles uh, in Haiti going there, you see a lot of voodoo and um, spiritual. Uh, I talked to some Christian missionaries who were there, and they said their kids were starting to pick up. They had been there for a while, and their kids were starting to close windows and stuff at night because they're like, "Well, we don't want the we don't want the spirits to come in." So, um, even if it doesn't come in the form of witch bottles, I think people in general can be susceptible to these ideas of like warding off spirits. And so, whatever shape or form it takes, yeah. While we can kind of laugh and chuckle at the details, it's kind of crazy, but. The threat remains the same and the warning remains the same. Like, stay away from this type of occult like sort of behavior. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think it's just disgusting, but also it is, uh, it's, it's absolutely, I think, terrifying that this is something that, like, it's, it's, one thing to look at this, this is from the past and something that's that's happened a long time ago and people don't do this anymore. But the reality is, is that it's becoming really cool in our culture uh, to engage in this kind of stuff. And I think it is one thing to kind of laugh at it. And that's fine because some of it is in, incredibly crazy. So to kind of laugh at some of that stuff is OK. But I also think we have to take it seriously and realize that there are people now who are going literally to like Barnes and Noble or Target and Walmart and they're looking on end caps yeah. and they're seeing a lot of this witch stuff and they're buying it. And it's been so romanticized in our culture that people think that it's harmless. And the reality yeah. is it's very far from harmless. No, it's far from harmless. And even if you're far from it, it's you'll be surprised at what people will get into. I mean, even astrology. Right? I'm always amazed that people read their horoscopes. Like, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't no, the horoscope is not telling you uh, about your future and what's going to happen to you. And today's going to be great. And you're going to win the lotto, a fortune cookie. All of these things are things we should not be doing. So it's look, if anything, this story to me serves as a reminder that we need to be on the lookout for whatever areas we may be looking towards something of this nature. That's really like you said, Billy, I mean, it's certainly warned about in the Bible many, many times. So 
Um, I I think I appreciate you bringing that, <laughs> that one to the podcast today, but no, it is it is interesting, and I and I do appreciate you bringing that one to the podcast today. But we are gonna head on over to the main thing right now. The world's focused on Israel and Hamas and everything going on there, but there's another ongoing conflict, and it's threatening a tiny nation at the intersection of Europe and Asia. Armenia is facing a potential genocide at the hands of its militant neighbor. Azerbaijan. CBN's Chuck Holton reports on the latest from there, and Gordon Robertson adds commentary. That's today's main thing. Following a rapid September offensive, Azerbaijan recaptured Nagorno-Karabakh, displacing most of its 120,000 ethnic Armenian residents. Recently, the World Court mandated Azerbaijan to allow these refugees to return. But for those forced to flee, the prospect of living under Azeri rule is terrifying. Uh, I was in my father's village when the attack took place. Uh, the first explosions were in the village. All of us were shocked. We did not know what to do. The kids were at school, my brother's kids. We were trying to figure out how to bring the kids back because we had to take them somewhere safe. Unfortunately, the news cycle has uh, ignored most of what's happened of this ethnic cleansing that started on September 19th. We saw destroyed cars near us, shrapnel everywhere in front of my feet. I was struck in the hand. It was so stressful. I didn't know whether to run or to help. I didn't know what to do. There were wounded people approaching the car asking for help. They were falling, passing out because they had lost so much blood. This created a massive humanitarian crisis and generated allegations of Azeri war crimes. With the world now distracted by Israel's war with Hamas, Azerbaijan sees an opportunity to push even further. This Armenian monastery behind me is called Tatev, and it's over 1,100 years old. It's also one of the most popular tourist spots in the entire country of Armenia. And this is the area that is under threat from Azerbaijan, who now says that this is what they call Western Azerbaijan, and they're claiming that this land belongs to them. But if you look at the dozens and dozens of churches like this that are all over a thousand years old that dot this region, it's pretty easy to see that this has been Armenian territory for a long, long time. We hear they have a mind to capture our province. That's the Turks' idea. Erdogan has said so many times. Now the Russians and Azerbaijanis have joined the Turks. They want to eliminate the Armenian nation. As Hamas is to Israel, Azerbaijan and Turkey are to Armenia and the Armenian Christians. In 1915, after the genocide, we lost much of our land to the Turks. I'd like to see that land return to us someday. I just want Armenia to flourish. Armenians, though, feel ignored by the world. Please do not forget your true Christian brothers and sisters in Armenia that are being attacked and forcibly removed from them, their homelands right now. Maybe all Christian countries will come to our defense so we don't disappear from the map. Without Russian protection, Azerbaijan's forces are poised to continue seizing territory, and people here worry about a repeat of the Armenian genocide of 1915. From Armenia, I'm Chuck Holton for CBN News. 
In the very complicated political history of this region, Armenia stands as a Christian nation and has for centuries. Uh, and to say it's part of Azerbaijan is completely, it, it just, it goes against history, it goes against archaeology, it goes against everything. We need to stand with Armenia. Uh, let us never forget the Armenian genocide that happened. The Turks came in and they literally slaughtered everyone. And it was, uh, it was covered up, it was hidden. To this day in Turkey, you cannot reference the Armenian genocide. Uh, that's how extensive it is to say, let's cover this up. Absolutely horrific. Uh, Armenians were scattered around the world. The Armenian community right here in the United States, uh, you can trace it all the way back to that genocide that they had to flee for their lives. If, if they had stayed, they would have died. Today, another genocide is happening. And our focus is on, on Hamas, on Gaza. We need to focus on our Christian brothers and sisters in Armenia. Now, here's where it gets very complicated. Russia was the protector of Armenia. Russia can't do it anymore because of their invasion of Ukraine. Someone has to step up in that region. Uh, Europe, 100 years ago, didn't step up. The consequences were quite clear. Hitler referenced the Armenian genocide, that nobody paid attention, nobody did anything, and therefore no one would do anything against him when he killed the Jews. That was his rationale. We can't let Azerbaijan get away with this. We can't let Turkey get away with it again. These things cannot happen on our watch. We need to stand with Armenia and stand very strong. Again, moral clarity. Now, CBN has been operating through um, Orphan's Promise in Armenia for years. Uh, all of those systems are completely overwhelmed now. 120,000 refugees have now left that disputed area and now that Azerbaijan army is coming after them. How can we do it? Well, let us please write to your senator, write to your congressman, write to the White House. Let's mobilize support to say, no, not on our watch. You don't get to wipe Armenia off the map. All right, Chuck and Gordon, thanks so much for that there. And I couldn't agree more with what Gordon was saying there at the end. And it, it is really shocking. Billy, you've done a lot of reporting on this. Um, it is shocking that the world's kind of ignoring it. That doesn't really surprise me because it's it's a plight of Christians there. But, um, I, you know, it's just, it's shocking that the things that they're doing to the Christians are even going on. It is. And, and I think the fact that the world has not been paying attention to it, right, is... The really alarming thing, but at least now there's more attention being shed on it. But yeah. I think the world's so divided, it's tough. I yep. mean, I hope people put the pressure on. Yeah, definitely, 100%. All right, on this Friday Junior episode of the podcast, we have time for one last thing. Psalm 14.1, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. <laughs> Simple message. That. Yeah, I yeah. love that verse because it's so true. It's God's existence is self-evident all around us. 
Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's easy to overcomplicate God, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And there is a lot of complexity there, but at the root, it's who do we trust? Yeah. And it needs to be God. Yeah. All right. Good spot to leave it on this Friday, Junior. Hope it's been a fantastic one for you and yours. We've got Friday coming up next. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise on us. We shall return tomorrow with more. Don't forget to get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thursday.